Do you know somebody who won't wear their seatbelt? Well, if they won't listen to their cars dinging, maybe you should add some of your own. Ding, 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 ding. Go ahead, ding, kids. Chime ding, in. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, you on the street, tell this guy to wear a seatbelt. Yep, it's okay to speak up because you know what? You could save their life. Learn more at buckleupva.com. A message from the Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles. Your next success begins with University of Maryland Global Campus. For more than 75 years, UMGC has been giving working adults like you the affordable, accredited online education you need to reach the future you want. Because the path to success is different for everyone, we offer more than 125 undergraduate and graduate degrees and certificates, along with personalized support and lifetime career services. Plus, our 100% online and hybrid courses let you learn in the way that fits your schedule best, while affordable tuition and financial resources make UMGC accessible. And with no application fee through August 31st, there's no better time to get started. Find the education you need to create the future you want. Choose from fields like business, healthcare, data analytics, cybersecurity, and more, and take the next step in your career. Apply by August 31st, and we'll waive your application fee. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chev. I'm Marty. I'm Mo. And I'm Fanny. We're the hosts of I Shouldn't Be Telling You This. That's right. It is a not safe for work storytelling podcast recorded in bars right here in Ogden, Utah. It's the only podcast where you'll hear stories like this. I'll tell you what my problem is now is that they kicked me out of my coven. My uh, locker's been cleared out at the Holy Church. Subscribe on iTunes or Podcast Republic. Search I Shouldn't Be Telling You This on Facebook or visit our website I Shouldn't Be Telling You This.com. It gonna get sexy up in here. Not like that, it's not. Welcome to the return of the Let's Go Eat show. Hi, I'm Bill Allred. Happy to be doing the show again. Uh, I don't know how long it's been. Uh, we keep we've kept meaning that is me and uh, uh, my producer my son Dylan have kept meaning to uh, get the show up and rolling again but we've had a lot of other things going on uh, you know we've had a couple of issues so it's been a while since we've done the let's go eat show but here we are back again with a guest whose name when I say it you're not going to know probably her name is Shannon Price now let me tell you how this all came about I was doing a remote broadcast at a car dealership a couple of weeks ago, and uh, this uh, redheaded woman came up to me and she said, I, I just, I have to meet you. I just want to shake your hand because you were so nice to me. And I, and I said, well, okay, thank you. Hi, who are you? She said, my name's Shannon Price. And I said, I, um, hmm. oh, 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 wait a minute. I know who you are. You were married to Gary Coleman. And you were with Gary Coleman, the star of Different Strokes, when he died, right? And she said, yeah, that's me. And she said, and, and then she doesn't, didn't let me get a word in edgewise. And she said, and you had me on your show right after he died. I thought, well, that's, you know, that's great. And then she kind of, Shannon said kind of to me, uh, you, you know, there's a lot I could say about that. A lot I could say about Gary and all that went on and... I said, why don't you, uh, we've been we've been going to start up the Let's Go Eat show again. Uh, why don't you come and be on my podcast and uh, talk about it? And she said, okay, that'd be great. And so I said, I'll have uh, Dylan, my producer, get in touch with you and we'll set it up. 
And uh, she said, thanks. And thanks again. I'm just here. Oh, the, the remote I was doing was at Volkswagen Southtown, as a matter of fact. And she said, uh, I'm just here getting my car uh, serviced. I love that car. It's car Gary bought me, you know. It's a car Gary bought me. Gary, Gary Coleman. Okay. So at any rate, I, I thought about it a little while after she left. And I thought, well, you know, I'll have Dylan get a hold of her. And, uh, and if it's a good interview... Uh, if it's an interview we like, we'll 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 go with it, and you know we don't have to go with it, but we'll just see what comes of it. And so, uh, this past week, uh, Dylan and I got together with Shannon Price, uh, the ex-wife of Different Strokes actor, childhood star Gary Coleman, uh, and we got together at uh, Gracie's. Our good friends at Gracie's provided us a table and some good food. Uh, and we were there at 326 Southwest Temple to record uh, the Let's Go Eat show. Her uh, brother Shane was there, and he was kind of hovering uh, back and forth. He was Sometimes he would come in and listen to the interview, but then he, he went outside to her car, that Volkswagen, and uh, said, uh, he said, I have to keep going out to the car because I got to check on the dog. Because uh, Shannon apparently loves dachshunds, and she doesn't travel without her dachshunds. And we sat down to talk about her life with with Gary Coleman. And I, you know, I don't know, I found her to be fascinating. Uh, she had a, a lot to say about it. Now, before uh, we got together for the interview, I started reading up about the, the whole thing with her and Gary Coleman and about Gary Coleman's life and all of that. And I, I'd forgotten... Uh, I, you know, the, 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 the portrait of the whole thing is uh, Gary Coleman had a really, really sad life. I, I mean, not just the last part of it uh, when he was with Shannon. He had a horribly sad life all of his life. Uh, he was in chronic pain. Uh, he had kidney transplants. Uh, he was an adopted kid whose uh, parents took advantage of him. His adopt adopted parents took advantage of him. Uh, he was making a lot of money in the day. Uh, back when Different Strokes was on, he was making uh, $100,000 an episode, and that was a lot of money for the time. Um, but he had a, a sad, sad life. Um, so at any rate, I, I talked with Shannon. We interviewed Shannon here on the Let's Go Eat show. And I, I don't know, I thought she was... <laughs> I thought she was fascinating. She's a character. She had a lot to say about her life with Gary and about what happened there. And um, I, I hope you find her as interesting as uh, as I did. Uh, oh, uh, the, the one thing that really convinced me that she was interesting, we were out in the parking lot after the interview, out in the parking lot of Gracie's, 326 Southwest Temple. Uh, have the steak salad, by the way. It's delicious. We're in the parking lot, and she noticed that I have, like, five earrings in my left ear. And she said, oh, man, those earrings are great. That, you look, that, you know, that is the bomb.com. <laughs> well, I said, what? She said, those earrings are the bomb.com. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you've heard that phrase before, but I never had. I thought it was delightful. All right. Here's our Let's Go Eat show interview with uh, Shannon Price. We're glad to be back doing the show. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors that it's ready to go. Uh, Dylan uh, did a great job producing, and thanks to Gracie's again. Here we go. Shannon Price, the, I guess, the widow of Gary Coleman on the Let's Go Eat show. I'd, I'd rather 
I'd rather be on the positive side of the Let's Go Eat show. That's what we're doing. We haven't done a show in a long time. We've been on hiatus, taking a break, uh, because, you know, we, we needed a break. But now we're back. And this is the first place, Gracie's is where we're recording today. Uh, that's the first place we ever did a Let's Go Eat show. Right? Yeah, yeah, with Gina's dad, Tom Barberi. Yeah, that's right, Tom Barberi. And we also uh, did a show here uh, some time ago at Gracie's uh, with uh, Randall Carlyle. You remember, you remember Randall Carlyle, don't you, Shannon? I do remember Randall Carlyle. Yeah. Uh, our, uh, our guest today is Shannon Price. And, and you're going to say to yourself, well, I, don't, I don't know who that is. But when we start talking to Shannon, you will know who Shannon Price is. She lived through a very uh, tumultuous and emotional uh, time about eight years ago, starting or nine years ago, probably is when it started, and right. then it and then it essentially ended about seven years ago. Uh, Shannon Price was married to TV star Gary Coleman. Uh, D- Dylan, do you know now? Dylan, you're 29. Yes. You, do you know? It do took you, me a minute earlier to remember, but yes. Do you remember who Gary Coleman was? Yeah. I mean, did you you had some memory of him? Sure. What you talking about, Willis? What you talk about, Willis? Yeah. That's right. Different strokes. Yeah. Sometimes I want think, so, that show was. Let's see. I wrote down when that show uh, was on. Uh, Gary Coleman. It was on between 1978 and 1986. It was a huge hit television show. I think it was 1979, from what he told me. Or 1978 to, to yeah, and 1978 to 1986. And Gary Coleman was such a thank you. I'm getting thank some you. French fries here at Gracie's. Uh, Three twenty-six. Yes, Southwest South West Temple. Temple. Yeah. Now, Shannon, this is the Let's Go Eat show, so you can just eat eat, eat French fries while we're talking. Just be me, right? Yeah, be, just absolutely. Be me. Just be you. And unless we don't like who you yeah. are, don't burn yourself. They're off. really hot. Let me see. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they're delicious. Spicy fries here at Gracie's. Mm-hmm. So listen, Shannon, I'm going to talk about Gary. I'm going to talk about you. But I ran into you, what, um, two, two, three weeks ago? Right. Actually, you sought me out. Right. I was uh, doing a, um, a, a remote broadcast at a car dealership. Volkswagen Southtown. Yeah. And uh, you came in and said... You don't. Know, we've never met, but but I've been on your show. Right. I'm Shannon Price, and it and I went. It took me a second. You know, I went Shannon. Price. Oh, you you were married briefly to Gary Coleman, right? The actor Gary Coleman, uh, as he spent his last days here in Utah, and uh, you said, I remember having me on the radio. I was on the phone, and you guys were really nice to me, and I just wanted to shake your hand. And uh, and I said, well, thanks. And then you said something. I think you said, you know, there's stuff. There's still stuff that needs to be told, right? About that story. And so I thought, well, let's let's get Shannon in here and have a let's go eat show and talk about Gary Coleman. Let's do it. Let's do it. So Shannon, before we uh, talk about Gary, uh, you are you were married to him very briefly, right? And uh, you were not technically married to him when he died. No. No. It was But uh, we were going to get remarried. We weren't married legally, but we were going to get re- we were going to renew our vows. We were going to get remarried. That's that's what you were telling me at Volkswagen Southtown. I thought that was a, an interesting aspect of the story. How long but were you, you married? So we were together 5 years total, um, but I wasn't even married a year. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't even make it a year with him. Yeah. Uh, and Complicated they, story. You have since remarried. Right. Uh, have uh, some lovely children. I do. I have three little kids. One that's a three-and-a-half-year-old son, a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and a s- almost eight-month-old little boy. Oh, you just did it. You just Let's get these kids done quick. Is that what? Uh, uh, you know what? I, I actually enjoyed being pregnant. So my I had a miscarriage a year before my son, and then it took me a year, obviously, to get pregnant again, and he was perfect. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any problems with him. He was so easy, such Great. a good kid. Yeah. He's in preschool now. So You are a rare uh, person, though. Uh, there are some women I've heard say, oh, I like being pregnant. I don't I don't mind it. I like it. Mm-hmm. But most, most women don't care for it. Right? I didn't like it. Um, when I was going through my miscarriage, that was hard. I was sick. I was thrown up. You know, I mean, it was a blessing in disguise as sad as it is to say this because I was sick. Who knows? The baby could have been super unhealthy as well. So it was just kind of a good thing, you know? So, but yeah, so you, you've moved on from Gary Coleman mostly. Mostly. I wouldn't completely say I've moved on because that was a special, Part of my life that uh-huh. I never got to experience as a child. Yeah. So I got to, you know, I was able to experience flying and going on autograph shows and meeting all kinds of walks of life and people and just connecting and being friends with a lot of people that I like to do. I mean, a lot of people that know me know I'm outgoing. I like to meet new friends. Mm-hmm. I like to hang out. So. Yeah, so that part I will miss. You sure. you have missed all of that, but you've got it now. You have a nice husband and three kids, and right. and have settled in. And you're working for a, uh, a makeup or cosmetics company here I in Utah. I am working for an awesome company. They are a now local you have to stay makeup. close. You have to they stay are close a makeup, to the microphone. A makeup skincare uh-huh. company, and they're called Unique. And so they are actually in Lehigh, Utah, and they are amazing. It's so fun. I love it. It has definitely um, helped me come out of my comfort zone, meet new women. Um, I'm not super huge on makeup, but I love the makeup. It's healthy for your skin. It's amazing. So Mm -hmm. it's been really fun. So other than staying at home and working from home, it's been a blessing. Honestly, it's been amazing. And it's got it's it's got an unusual spelling. Unique. What is? How do you right? It's it's Y O U N I Q U E. All right. So So like you, yeah. What do you do for them? I just work on social media. I order my products and I do live videos on Facebook and I just try to interact with different people, um, talk to people, give them my mm-hmm. business cards, get their contact info and just kind of keep it going, yeah. you know? All right. Now, Shannon, uh, let's let's so we'll talk about the whole saga of Gary Coleman. Um, Gary was a f- really quite famous right. uh, actor. He was... Um, uh, he was, of course, best known for uh, different strokes, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, but he had done stuff before that, and uh, and I was reading in on Wikipedia uh, in the heyday of uh, uh, different strokes, he was making a hundred thousand dollars an episode. That's crazy. Which is a lot of money at the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and Conrad Bain, Conrad Bain only made one dollar more than him. That's yeah. how much of a hit he was. Conrad Bain was uh, Mr. Drummond, right? The uh, the the dad, the, right? For those who don't remember Different Strokes, it was a, uh, a TV show about a white millionaire widower. I believe right. he was a widower, and for some reason he wanted to adopt some kids, and he ended up adopting two uh, African American, two black. Teenagers, or or actually, when they started, they weren't teenagers; they were little kids. As the show went on, they well, uh, what's his name? Um, Todd the other, Bridges. 
Todd Bridges, he became a teenager. Gary kind of stayed <laughs> little. <laughs> he was just, he never changed much uh, because of health problems. He always, right. he always, even up to his death almost. Yeah, it was the medication. Like, yeah, that, he looked like a little boy, right? Yeah, it was the medication um, that he had taken. He was five years old when he had his first kidney transplant. So it was the medication that um, stunted his growth so that wouldn't reject mm-hmm. the kidney. That's what stunted his growth. Yeah. But for people out there, I want you guys to know that I did not know who Gary Coleman was Thank when you. I met him. I did not know I was a tomboy. All I cared about was sports, playing in the dirt. I didn't care about TV. I did not like TV. Anybody that knows me can tell you. Yeah, it almost is. It almost seems impossible because you were, uh, I think you're pretty much of an age where that show would have been on when you were, if you had been watching TV, you would not have been able to escape it, right? Right. Do you know what show I, you want to know what show I was watching? My show was Full House, okay? That was my era, mm-hmm. all right? Okay. That's what, that's what I like. That's what I grew up with. So, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, being born in the 80s, I missed a lot. I missed out on a lot of things. So, what do you do? So, Gary Coleman, um, different strokes, goes off the air, finally. And his career never really took off after that. He did some movies, um, low-budget movies. He did um, some TV. He, he did some reality TV, I think, um, in that time. But he had, he had kind of fallen out of the public eye when you met him. Right. And you met him here in Utah because he was here to do, well, he came here to do a movie, um, one of those Mormon comedies, Church Ball. Right. And then he decided he wanted to stay in Utah. Yes. Get out of the public eye. Yes. And he moved to Santa Quinn. Exactly. I miss it there, by the way. I miss it. I like living the farm life. So how, nice. did, so how did you meet Gary? So I met Gary on the set of Church Ball. I actually lived really, really close, like a half a block away from where they filmed it. Mm -hmm. And so it was awesome because I just showed up one day and I just wanted to kind of be an extra. I was curious. And then um, Gary had come out and was like, you're too cute to be here. You should go home. How old were you at that time? I was only 19, honey. I was a baby. So, yeah. And how old was Gary? So we're 18 years apart. Okay. So no, that's all right. Eight, that's all we need to know, 18 years there apart. There you go. Okay. I'm not good with math, okay? So you're going to have to forgive me there. Me so either. anyway, I met me him. <laughs> I was it's a 19. table of people not good at math. Yeah, right. somebody, okay, s- good. somebody's going to have to add and figure out the tip here at Gracie's. I'm not going to be able to I'll do it. I'll get out my calculator and start on it now. Right. There so, you go. There you go. So, so, you, so here you are, a young 19-year-old girl. You come to the set of Church Ball, and it seems curious. You're interested in it. Now, did they put you in the movie? Yeah, like I was able to go in. So I was waiting for the extra lady to come out, you know, the, the lady that want, that tries to get people to be extras in the movie. So I was waiting for her, and then Gary came out, and I was like, okay. So he was like, you know, come You're on cute. in. If anybody says anything, just say, Gary Coleman sent you. Mm-hmm. So he let me in, and nobody said anything. And then uh, my brother actually came back because he was with me and then left. He didn't want to wait anymore. So he came back. And then we were just hanging out. And then Gary was chatting with people, working his way up to where I was, and then asked me for my phone number. And I was really shocked. And I gave it to him. And the rest is history, I uh, guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, what did, what did you um, – where were they filming this? Was this down in Provo? No, it was in Salt Lake here. So it was on like 8th South and hmm. but like 8th East. 
Really? No, seventh, south, and eighth east. Huh. Sorry, seventh, so, south, and eighth east. So, what did you? Uh, Gary Col- Gary was really short, right? Four foot eight or something like that. Right, four foot eight. And at that time, he was he was sort of not looking like a little kid anymore. I mean, you knew you knew he was an, uh, you know, he didn't look like a little kid that much, right? And at at some point in there, he had that awful mustache that he <laughs> was. It, did he have that awful mustache when you met him? I don't. Mm, I haven't he, seen. He only Church had Ball, that. So he only had that for the show. No. Yeah. So, so what did you think when you met him? What was your impression? Nineteen-year-old well, girl, this little short black man. <laughs> what? What'd you think? You know, it, it was honestly flattering. Like I was like, oh my gosh, he's so nice. He must be in the movie because mm-hmm. for him to say that compliment to me just meant a lot to me. And yeah, even though I was nineteen, if you're gonna treat me decent. I don't care what color you are. I don't discriminate, okay? I don't care. Mm-hmm. And he was very nice and very proper and intelligent, and he was very sweet to me. So I was, why not, you know? Sure. And uh, so you, he, you gave him your phone number. Right. He called you? He did call me the next day. Yeah, and then, and then what? But yeah. my family and I were at Lagoon Day. <laughs> so I had my phone in the locker shut off. It was in the locker. And I get this voicemail, and I'm like, oh, I don't have his number. I can't call him back. So he called me back Sunday, and I was at work at the airport. I was working at the Salt Lake City International Airport. What were you doing? Um, I was working between a sandwich deli and Pizza Hut. So I was actually at Pizza Hut, and I had told my managers, I was like, look, this this guy's calling me. I got to talk to him. He's kind of famous, you know. I obviously didn't know at that point how famous he was because mm-hmm. I was still only, hello, 19 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So then I got talking to him, and he was like, where are you at? And I was like, working, and so he picked You're me up. You're working at Pizza Hut, and they let you take, take a little break and take the phone <laughs> yeah, call? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why they say nobody pizzas like the hut. That's exactly I right. Think that's why they say that. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So um, I told him, I was like, I get off at 10 or whatever, and so he picked me up in a van. That's the only thing they had to rent to him, okay? What? It was a minivan. What? Okay. So we had a rental car. A rental car. Was, mm-hmm. Right. So, um, was he, was he living here at the time? No, no, no. He was just here to do he the movie. He was staying in Provo. But he was, and, and he was just here to do the movie. He had not moved to Utah. Not yet, no. Right. So, when he had left me that voice message on Saturday, he was like, I'm looking for property. And I was like, okay, like it, it just didn't really dawn on me too much until I was able to actually talk to him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Sunday night, he came to pick me up, okay? He brought me Olive Garden takeout. <laughs> Excuse me. Classy. Hello. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Seriously, like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a mm-hmm. lot. Not only the fact that it's kind of high-end Italian for Utah, but okay. the fact that he's was generous enough to actually think about me to bring me some food. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because yeah. the airport food is not necessarily the best kind of food for you. He could have brought you flowers, but what the hell are you going to do with flowers? They die anyway. Can't right? eat them. Right? Yeah. Well, you could. But and you, you know what? Want to, eat a flower, to, I guess. to be honest with you about the flower situation, I like flowers once in a while. I don't like them a lot. So I would rather prefer like Olive Garden. A freaking some spaghetti meal. Either a good dinner or like a nice name brand like coat like I have a coach bag down here. Okay, so anyway, he picked me up. We went to his hotel. Uh-oh. Yeah. 19 so, years old. 19 years old, went to his hotel, had yeah. fun getting to know each other, played video games all night long, only had like an hour and a half sleep mm-hmm. before he had to go back and be on the set. And this was Perfectly chased. This was th- this was no hanky panky. No hanky panky. Just playing, just playing video games and 
hanging right. with Gary Coleman. Right, and eating dinner and, and just chatting. Now, now did, we, did he fill you in on really who he was and at that time and kind of talk himself up a little bit and say, oh, you don't know about no. this? And Mm-mm. I had to learn all by myself, all for myself. He told me a little bit, like, um, when I first would tell people, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm my boyfriend is Gary Coleman. Like, I am married and not married. I My boyfriend is famous. They would be like, well, ask him if he was in the Drake and Josh show. Ask him this. Ask him that. So my friends were asking me. So I was asking him, and he was relaying, yeah, I was in that. Yeah, I did that. I did that. Da, da, da. Yeah. But- Do you know somebody who won't wear their seatbelt? Well, if they won't listen to their cars dinging, maybe you should add some of your own. Ding, 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 ding. Go ahead, ding, kids. Chime ding, in. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, you, on the street, ding, tell this guy to wear a seatbelt. Yep, it's okay to speak up, because you know what? You could save their life. Learn more at buckleupva.com. A message from the Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles. But he, like, I wasn't really into the what you talking about like everybody else is. What you talking about, Willis? Because I didn't watch, I didn't grow up with the show. Right. So for me, I just like, I just want to love Gary. He's a normal human being that puts his pants on the same way all of us do. You hope not backwards. No. <laughs> so, um, right. So, when did you did you for when did you first watch some uh, shows of uh, the reruns of of uh, different strokes? Well, I started getting super interested when people were asking me. Can I get a little pepper, please. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but oh, that's we okay. Are, we are eating. Um, I like some pepper on my steak salad. There here. you go. That's right. Great. So, yeah. when my friends were all curious and asking, then I started to get curious, and I actually got. Thank you. I went and got the series of different strokes, and I actually watched it. I actually watched the box set that you buy from yeah. FYE or wherever. Like people used to do. <laughs> right. And so I watched it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, this is actually a really good show. How did I miss out? Mm-hmm. And I liked it for the fact that the guy was wealthy, and he took in these two kids, and he cared for them and loved them. And the biggest one was the racial aspect of it. That I liked because... He didn't care what color they were. He loved them regardless. He was mm-hmm. doing their mom a favor, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and everybody, I mean, and everybody in it is funny and charming. And right, sure, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. The uh, kind of an interesting parallel to Gary Coleman's own life, in that he was adopted when he was a baby, right, by two people. Couple weeks, I think he was couple, a couple yeah, weeks old. Couple of uh, people. That's uh, whose last name was Coleman. Mm-hmm. In Illinois, I think, or someplace. Yeah, Zion, Illinois. Yeah. yeah, and they adopted him as a baby and raised him uh, until a certain point when they I, they became estranged. I think. Right. Uh, he he became estranged from his adopted parents, and they had a falling out. And we'll talk about that probably coming up a little bit. But so so you watch the uh, the uh, uh, different strokes and and you did. Did you see the notorious episode of Different Strokes, though? It's Which one? one? It's one that everybody talks about. The the molestation one. I don't know if I remember that one. They they tried to deal with some pretty heavy, heavy mm-hmm. issues uh, sometimes on Different Strokes. I mean, it was a comedy. Mm-hmm. But there was one uh, episode where either Gary or Todd or both of them or or maybe it was a friend of those, had been touched inappropriately by a guy, some guy. Mm-hmm. And, I th- boy, I think it was played by, the guy was played by um, 
Uh, I can't think of his name now. He's a Mormon actor, actually. Um, it'll come to me. Anyway. You're like me that way. Gary and I, we used to sit there, and we could not remember <laughs> names forever, okay? <laughs> now, this is a name I could never remember, but I know his face, and now I know his name. It's Christopher Walken. He's an amazing actor, mm-hmm. right. and yeah. his name I just slipped me every time. I could yeah. not remember. So, so anyway, it was a notorious episode where one of them got it, touched inappropriately, and Mr. Drummond had to... Deal with it? Yeah, you know, deal with it and talk to them and... And help them, you know, through all of that. But at any rate, um, so you uh, you meet and you uh, he picks you up at the airport in the Olive Garden and video games, and you start to talk to people about it, and they're like, uh, "Dude, he's like famous, mm-hmm. right?" What? Uh, <clears throat> how long was he in town doing the movie? So, the time frame was a month. So I stayed with him that whole month. He was here, and we had a lot of fun. Um, so anytime he would come back on set, we were just Salt Lake and Utah County. Salt Lake, Utah County. You know what I mean? So pick me up from work. Go back to the hotel. I was distracted. He kept coming back to do a few things on the movie. Yeah, like uh, so we'd get up in the morning and then I'd come with him to Salt Lake and then I would go because I was living with my uncle at the time. So I would just go back to sleep for a little while or I'd go on the set because I had to work too, you know, at the airport. airport, So our schedules are very different, but he would still come get me that night and then we'd go back to his hotel. So this was for a month Mm -hmm. until he went back to California. Which is he lived in Culver City, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, it was crazy. It was it was so fun and it was it was good. But the hardest part was when he had to leave. Right. So tell tell me about that. Was that did you go with him? Did you did he come visit a lot? What was your arrangement like when he said I'm out of here? So it actually it made me cry seriously because um, he I could not go with him. And he, the one thing I learned about Gary real quick was he loves, he has a passion for model trains. Okay. He loves trains. Before he died, we were going to go on an Amtrak trip together. There are a lot of pictures of him wearing that dumb engineer hat. That's one of those stripes. I love it. I love it. I know, see, our program director at uh, X96, Todd Newcomb, is also a train fanatic. There's a and giant I, train tattooed I, over the whole, his whole bottom of his leg, his that's, calf. That's crazy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think he has, uh, I think Todd has one of those stupid hats, too. But anyway. Did so, you know Rod Stewart is one, too? He said, I would no, rather I be, he w- he's like, I would rather be in any train magazine than any music magazine ever. <laughs> he has a bomb layout. Like, it's pretty cool. Um, so, um. Okay, so hold on. So okay, before he left, um, he was in a Chevy Malibu. It's crazy that like I'm sitting here and thinking about all of this stuff that had happened literally what like freaking ten years ago. I don't even know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we were. He's like, I'm going to take you somewhere. So I was like, okay. So you know, by where West High School is, mm-hmm. there's that train track, that rail yard right there. Sure. So that's where we went. And we were just sitting there and watching the trains go by and talking. And I was like, you know, I'm going to miss you, right? I was like, I hope you keep in touch with me, you know. And that was the first time he told me he loved me. Aww. Now, still still a chaste relationship. I guess it was meant to happen the way it did. You know, it was still, meant to go. Still a relationship, no, no sex. No. No. So uh, he told you he loved you. And then... Um, I. You got married pretty quick, though, too, didn't you? Mm, no. No? Well, we'll get there. Mm. Supposed to be married on my 21st birthday, but oh, so it was some, a compli- years. some complications happened. So. Like what? Gary had this parathyroidectomy removal, 
and they gave him too much heparin. So three months later, mm-hmm. what twenty-year-old Shannon Price is dealing with freaking health problems. The beginning of seeing his health problems, mm-hmm. and I was the only here person here dealing with it. Had he? I didn't know who the people were that was in his life before why was me. It, why was he having the medical stuff done here? Had he moved here by then? Um. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know why he needed a parathyroidectomy removal. I have no idea. No. But he. So he's living here in in Sandequin by this time. Right. Okay. Did why 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 did he say he wanted to? Oh, when he asked me to live with him too. Yeah. What, when he what? finally got the house, he was like, "I need to show you this house. I'm so excited." So he showed me. And then he's like, by the way, do you want to move in with me? And mm. I'm like, um, yeah. Like, why not? Right? <laughs> well, Who, what young girl wants to be out of the house? Right. So, but let me, let me ask you. So why did he at least, uh, I read some things about it today and there are a lot of speculation as to why he moved here. Um, why do you think he moved here because you were here or do you think he moved here because he just wanted to get away from everything, all the shit that was happening right. in his life in California. Because he was having a rough time. Before, yeah, before he met me, he wanted to definitely move here and look at property because he it was he, cheaper, mm-hmm. and he wanted a house. And he he had declared bankruptcy, I think, and like three the, times. Yeah, I and think? he he was having financial problems, and uh, he'd been swindled. Yeah. By his adopted parents. That's pretty well established. Well, let me tell you, if you don't know Gary like I knew him, you're gonna you're pretty much like freaking screwed because everyone that's been in his life outside of like me, that's business, has not been good in his life, period. They've never been there for him, not once. They never came here to see him when he was in the hospital. Okay? Mm-hmm. I had to deal with all this by myself, being twenty years old. Yeah. He um, um, he won a lawsuit finally, I believe. Mm-hmm. One point three million. Yeah, against his parents and a a, a business manager, right? Uh, some manager of his. Yeah, I don't. Their name. The name doesn't recall. It's not Anna Gray. No, that's so, no, she was the one that won in court. But yeah, we'll talk about her. That I just Anna Gray is kind of a mysterious figure in this whole thing. Amen. Yes, she is because. It's, it was just, un, I think it's unclear when you read the stories about it, whether she, who who the hell was she? Was she his manager? Was she, what was she? But we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, but he, so he wins a, uh, he won a lawsuit against um, uh, his parents and, uh, a, and a business manager. I forget. It was, maybe their, their name was there, but I don't remember. So, uh, uh but how did he think it did his parents his adopted parents have that money did he collect on that um no so everybody i actually it was crazy i actually saw um on tv a percentage or on my phone a percentage of who took his money okay mm-hmm. and they're gonna, all going to deny it okay i'm going to tell you right now they're all going to deny it and i'm not all about I mean, dishonesty, I don't like it. Either you come forward or you freaking just be screwing people left and right. I don't care. But that's just not how I roll. And so his parents were actually the number one on the list for taking his money. They were 25%. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole b- bunch of people all the way down. There was at least 10 until it got to like 5% mm-hmm. that had his money. Mm-hmm. And I said, how do you know that your parents took your money? He's like, because they were buying cars and buying this and buying that. And he's like, they didn't always 
they bought me trains and stuff like that once in a while, but they didn't always buy me mm-hmm. the luxury stuff that they got from my money. Yeah, obviously, and obviously the court agreed because he did win the lawsuit. Right. But he never saw any of that $1.3 million coming back to him. I don't know where that money went, honestly. Well, I mean, it may not have been. The, the parents may not have had it. Right. They may have Can't spent get blood it. from a turnip. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know that phrase. So, uh, so Gary was, uh, I mean, he, you know, it, it, if you read back over his life, he, the, that poor guy had a shitty life. He didn't have a good deck of cards from the get-go. He, that's for I mean, sure. Even when he was a big star on different strokes, mm-hmm. he had a shitty life. Right. His he apparently his money was taken from him during that time, and mm-hmm. he was mismanaged. He had health problems, depression. Uh, he said in a meanwhile, uh, put on the set, being ill, having double pneumonia, being put on the set of freaking different strokes yeah, I, with I, double I, pneumonia. Todd Bridges, who played his brother, let's not discuss. <laughs> is Todd still around? He, he is. Yeah. He is. And it's crazy because I am the kind of person that I don't really like to belittle people and degrade people. But when you're coming out there calling me shady, when my mm-hmm. my husband died, I'm still going to call him my husband because that's still how we thought of each other. When Gary Coleman died, all these people were coming out saying, I'm shady. I did this, that I need to be looked up. They need to look further into this investigation. That's pretty. I, I want to talk about that in detail. That's You, you were you were made a villainous. You were made a bad person. The in, vultures were in, swarming in most of the media. Right. Uh, you were you were painted as a bad person, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but Todd, I think we we'll go back to what Todd Bridges uh, said in, in an interview one time. He said, "No, Gary was had health problems, and they would dr- just force him to work on that set, and he'd say, i 'I'm sick. I can't.'" I can't do it. And they would say, oh, that's just too bad. You have to do it. Right. They would force him to work while he was ill. Uh, his money is being sucked away from him. He's 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 also having kidney problems and all of that. Do you guys remember and, the last interview he did with E.T. where he cussed and walked off the stage? I do. He oh, had actually, an, I was going to say no, but I do remember that. He had a seizure on that set, too. Yeah. Well, he had a and he had a seizure on some other set. Well, maybe so it was, sorry to backtrack, it was, but. It was Inside Edition. Yeah. Inside Edition, and there was video of it. I think it's probably still online somewhere on YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah. He has a seizure right on the program. And, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so, so um, and he said, uh, I was being, I also suffered from depression. And the last Manic couple, the couple of, last couple of seasons, he was being treated for depression by a doctor. So it's, it's no wonder that at some point, he comes to Utah. It's a little ba- a bit l- more laid-back lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Get away from all that. People crap. are nice to him. Yep. Oh, you're, and he meets this 19-year-old redhead, Shannon Price. What can I say? No, just Shannon kidding. Shannon Price, just kidding. who was nice to him. Right. And, and was nice to him because you didn't, just because you liked him, you didn't know him. Right. And I didn't respond. I was like, I don't know you. I would love to get to know you. But, you know, um, as things furthered on, I just wanted to get to know him as a person and just love him the same way that he didn't have when he was younger. You know? Mm -hmm. It makes a difference in somebody's life. And let me tell you about Gary. Let me tell you how amazing this guy was, okay? Everybody, 
now see, I don't like to nor I don't like to curse, okay? But I always had a lot of people saying, "Is Gary an asshole? Is he an asshole?" And I'm like, you know what? If he has to be, you're dang right, he's gonna be one. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna sit there and insult the man and be rude to him, of course. Well, he 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 got into a little bit of trouble punching out a woman in a Walmart or something. Where was he? And I don't know. Were you guys together at that I don't, time? I, I mean, I know of this story, but no, I didn't know him then. Yeah, she she filed a lawsuit against him and uh, for and and won, and he had to pay some like a thousand dollars in damages. But apparently, it was at a it was like at a, a grocery store or a Walmart, and she came up and he said she just kept getting in my face, and she wanted a, an autograph or something, and he said, "No, listen, please, just leave me alone." And then she started yelling at him, and he just went off on her. Apparently. Yeah. Punched her in the face a couple of times. and Now, believe it or not, he's definitely not a confrontational kind of person. He's well, really not, you know. and can push anybody too far sometimes. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, for me, what I was going to tell you, for somebody that didn't grow up with a lot of love, he sure knew how to give it back. He sure knew how to freaking give it back because he, one day he was like, look, if you ever question anything about this relationship, just know that I have enough love for the both of us. Tell me what. Tell me any guy that says that. I, I that, don't know a lot. I think of I've guys said that, that to several that. women. Over, oh, just kidding. <laughs> um, so um, Gary um, comes here, finds a better sort, sort of slower, nicer lifestyle. Nice people, nice to him. Shannon Price, nineteen years old, decides he's going to move to Santaquin, and he shows you the house, and he's all excited and. Come and see my house in Santa Cruz. Was it a nice house? It was very nice. It was a mini mansion, so it was 5,500 square feet. And, by the way, I was also, after he met me, I was another reason why he moved here. Well, yeah. I mean, if you meet somebody sure. that you you know it's going to work out, you'll well, make I, that sacrifice. Is, but other than that, I think I was saying he wanted, that, to, get out of, yeah, he wanted yeah. to get out of Hollywood for yeah. sure uh, before me. So he says, move in with me into this house. Uh, he didn't ask you to marry him. No. Just said, move in with me. Mm-hmm. And you did. Yep. How old were you then? 20? I was, yeah, I was about 20. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was like 19. Mm-hmm. So I was 19. I turned 20 in August. So I think we were in the house for maybe like two months before I turned 20. And so, let me ask you about this aspect of it. Because we moved in June and then August is my birthday. So. How do people in Santa Quin and Utah County and, uh, yeah, that's still in Utah County. Or just out that of is it, Utah just slightly County, out yeah. of it, but and then, but you spent a lot of time in Utah County at that time. Uh, how did people in general react to a young, young white girl hanging out with this little black man? Well, unfortunately, or was there any racist uh, aspect to that? No, there's no racist aspect of it. But a lot of those people just became an unfortunate situation in my life. I'm not going to lie. Okay. What do you mean? They just nosy. They wanted to get to know me to get through to Gary. Oh. And, um, you know, I was obviously kind of vulnerable and just kind of gullible and just kind of went along with it because I like to meet new people without knowing the way they were and what their intentions really were. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that was really hard. Um, they didn't really care about the racial aspect, but you know, small town folk, they want to know your business and they're going to know your business and they're going to get it either way. They're going to find a way to freaking get into your life. They probably didn't care about it because they, they, you would go in and he's instantly recognizable. Oh, of course. That's Gary Coleman. So his voice is very distinctive too. Yeah. So what you talking about, Willis? (laughs) So 
now you said something earlier about I'm interested in this um, you you, you uh, miss miss the uh, one thing you miss about that whole part of your life is that uh, going to uh, conventions and and, and autograph shows and so, so talk about that a little bit what uh, when did, uh, did when did you start doing that kind of thing with the Gary and how often did you go and so I quit the airport because it was just too much, and Gary would make four trips a day, so that's like four hours, because it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like an hour up here, an hour back, hour, you know, so it was just too much. So I quit, and I was he was like, you know, I'm happy. I support you with whatever you want to do. If you want to work, that's fine. You can work. But then I just quit, and he was able to get his manager talk his manager into getting me to fly with him and it was really fun my I will never forget this my first place I went I will love this place like forever was Rutgers in New Jersey it was New Brunswick Mm -hmm. and he did a comedy show there so he was one of the judges for like one of the comedy um students whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're like Gary we ditched class for you man (laughs) like it was so freaking awesome and they were an awesome crowd they were very respectful they didn't care. They were so nice to me. They were like, oh, my gosh, you're with Gary. You're mm-hmm. a celebrity. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity by any means. Mm-hmm. So so his manager's getting him jobs like that, mm-hmm. judging comedy shows, whatever, whatever he can find. Right. So you so you did that. And uh, uh, what what other kinds of things did you do with him? Um, I just traveled and had fun, like went to Disneyland and just did, like, fun things outside of work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually he also had a different manager that booked him on the autograph gigs because there was a couple of conflicts. So the, the guy that booked him on the autograph shows didn't like his regular manager, uh-huh. which is Robert Malcolm. And I will call him out because I can't stand the man. Okay. I cannot stand him. Okay. Okay. And I'm one not to call people out, but he was just not good in Gary's life. Yeah. He was not suitable manager at all. And one time Gary, he's just shady because one time I was at the office in New York with him and he was like, can I just talk to my client alone? And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, and then one time Gary hid like $10,000 from me. He wasn't going to let me know that he had $10,000. He was going to go blow it all on trains. I said, look, I understand if you're depressed right now and you need a crutch, but I said $10,000. I said, do you realize we have a house mortgage payment? Yeah. Yeah. So you had a big house where there, did he have train tracks all around the house? Mm-hmm. He actually was building me, me, okay, Yeah. a train layout. And it was huge. And it was so nice. And I loved it. And I actually started getting involved with, like, decorating and doing the, you know, the... It can be fun. It? The trees and the... the yeah, the, the scenery and, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It was so fun. And the people. And, like, I had such a blast. I did. It was fun. Must have been a big, wonderful kind of time for you. Was that your first plane trip ever? Yes. And to I actually, Rutgers? And I flew first class, by the way. Really? So my first time flying, first class. That's pretty good. It was nice. pretty freaking that, amazing. That'll make you think that flying isn't so bad. Right? <laughs> if you, now, you, if you're in coach, it's man, it's shitty. But first yeah. class, it's not so bad. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, you get breakfast and stuff. I don't know how it is now. I haven't, flown, still... I haven't flown since like 2009. Um, but... It was, it was fun. I think the hardest place for me is New York because of the time change. Now, New Jersey is the same time change, but I loved it there. I didn't have a problem with that. But New York, oh, three times I've been in New York. How blessed am I? Nice. 
I like New York. I love the history. I love the history of that yeah. place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the jet lag really kicked my trash. Like, I would come home and sleep all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Gary uh, asked you to move into the house in Santa Quin, and you do. How do you, uh, and I'm Anna in, was there. Uh, Anna Gray. Yes. Anna Gray. Was there at the house. Now. Do you know somebody who won't wear their seatbelt? Well, if they won't listen to their cars dinging, maybe you should add some of your own. Ding, 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 ding. Go ahead, kids. Chime in. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, you on the street, tell this guy to wear a seatbelt. Yep, it's okay to speak up because you know what? You could save their life. Learn more at buckleupva.com. A message from the Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles. The is it morning yet? Deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, who is... Let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about her. Who is Anna Gray? This woman is not Hispanic or Latino. Okay. okay? It should be Anna Gray. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's your problem? (laughs) I'm very, like... I have issues, okay? Okay. I have issues. Well, you do. (laughs) I love it. Anyway, Uh, she goes by Anna Gray, okay? okay. Actually, I I kind of agree now that I think about it. Uh, I hadn't thought about it, but whatever. Yeah. Like I think the Fine people me. most men don't overanalyze things like women, no. so you I, know. I think the people who are named H A N S should be Hans. There you go. But you very often hear them say, "My name's Hans." Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's Hans. So okay. my husband, I still have my last name, but my husband's last name is Humphreys, mm-hmm. and it's actually R I E S instead of R E Y. Uh huh. So yeah, it's kind of that's it's which is better. The R I E S. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. way better. All right. I like it that way. So anyway. Who's Anna Gray? Who so is Anna, Anna Gray? Gray was Gary's former CEO of his companies. So, for example, he used to do like knickknack, crazy, weird, like just stuff. Like they would sell like these sculptures or something to like different stores, you know, just kind of stuff like that. I don't know what you're just talking about. Just stuff on the side, you know? He had a company. And yeah, he had a company. And she was the CEO of the company. Yeah. So I'm, she would kind of run... Unclear as to what the company did. I don't know either. Like, if you wanted to buy a Gary Coleman souvenir of some kind, a, a little action figure or toy or mask or Halloween costume of, of Gary Coleman, he had a company that sold that and dealt with that type of business. Um, it stuff. wasn't necessarily about him. It was just about like selling, um, like dolphin sculptures or like you know just knickknack stuff, bric-a-brac. You know when okay. you go into a yeah. freaking gas station, yeah. how they have freaking yeah. soaps and yeah. hats and whatever. Yeah. He made that stuff. Well, he, he didn't like make it, he but... he was getting it from a different company and selling it in different stores where he okay. was. You know All what right. I'm saying? Interesting. So she was a company of that. She was the CEO. Sorry, she was the CEO of that company. Okay. Um, and she's and, living at the house. So let me tell you. Here's how it went, okay? Now, I'm not going to... I don't want to say it this way because it's really disrespectful and really rude, but... Okay, then say it that way. I'm going to because I'm blunt and I can't stand this woman. She's ruined my life completely, and I'll tell you why. So, she was like, okay, you're going to get... You're going to love this one. Her and Gary used to work at Blockbuster together. 
Okay. That's another thing that people don't know too much about Gary. Look at his face. He's like, no. say what? Yeah, no. He's I, like, what you talking about right now? Yeah, uh-huh. no, I read. Okay, he, so he used to work there at night stalking, no. you know, with the videos and well, doing is, all that This stuff. is after, after Different Strokes. Yes. Yeah. This is before he, before I ever met him. But it was after the show Different Strokes. Yeah. He was pretty broke. Yeah, and this I was read, when yeah, he, he was living in Culver City. Yeah, I read so, that he worked at a... Oh, yeah, no, that's what I read. He worked at a video store. That's right, right, yeah, and so he worked there stalking at night, and um, Anna Gray, anyway, she had broken up with her boyfriend or something, and she was living in her car, pity me, pity me, you know, let me tell you something, okay? Broke is a situation, poor is a mindset. Hmm, I'm not... Okay. I'm not... I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to be living in your car. Oh, I got you. Do you get what I'm saying? Poor, being poor is a mindset. If you're broke, Mm -hmm. it's a situation. It's unfortunate that you're broke at that time. But you can get out of it. But you can get out of it. Right. If you set your mind to anything, you don't need to be poor. You need to surround yourself with people that are going to freaking, obviously she didn't Mm -hmm. surround herself with those kind of people. So anyway, Gary and Anna, they kind of experimented like meaning boyfriend, girlfriend kind of, okay, didn't work out. Okay. okay. He liked her. She didn't like him. Vice versa. You know, back and forth kind of right. thing. And so he's pretty happy. But let me tell you something, okay? When all that fan mail came in at the hospital, um, now I can't remember their names, so you have to forgive me. But it was his ex-bodyguard. Um, and he was amazing. And um, so I called them. I got their number, and I was like, hey. And he's like, I'm so happy, blah, 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 that – Excuse me. I finally got to talk to you and stuff. And they told me about Anna and just how much of a bee she was to them. A like, bitch. yes, how they would like come over and visit Gary. And she was just rude and ignorant and smoking her freaking pipe and drinking her freaking alcohol. She now to me, a, smoked a pipe. Yeah, she had marijuana. Yeah, oh. she did that in Santa Quinn. I don't like it. Yeah. So, so what she cigar pipe, whatever she had. So anyway, she's living in the house. Uh, when Gary asked you to move in, what did you what did you say? What did you say? You said okay, I'll move in. But why? Why? What did you say about well, I didn't to com- Gary about Anna? I didn't completely know of her yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, it was crazy because he was like, "Oh, so and so is bringing the moving truck," and I was like, "Okay." So I met her at the hotel. We were staying at the Comfort Inn in Payson. Okay. And so she pulls up in the truck and I'm like, oh, I'm Shannon Price. Nice to meet you. And I could get that vibe. She didn't like me from the get go. You know why? Because she was so obsessed. She's a necrophiliac. Is that the word? A what? A necrophiliac. Somebody Somebody that is so obsessed. Exactly. She's like, she was like somebody that is so obsessed with Gary. And even now, obviously that he's passed away. She is somebody that was so obsessed with him that like when I came into his life, Uh she was not happy about that. Okay. Okay? And I could get that vibe when I met her. I was like, hi, nice to meet you. So she made my life a living hell. Okay. Because anytime Gary, I and her went out. So I didn't have my driver's license then. I got my driver's license when I was 20. Okay. 21. No, 20. So, um, and Gary bought my car, this and that. Anyway, so... Anytime we went anywhere and she would drive, she would drive like a freaking crazy maniac yeah. to get me car sick on purpose. Any, anything she did was out of Jeez. pure jealousy. And Gary told me, and I was like, why does she freaking hate me? I didn't do anything to her. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't yeah. do anything to her. What is her problem? And so Gary was just like, she's jealous. But I said, Gary, I thought you told me you guys weren't anything. And he's like, in her mind. 
That's what she thinks. Well, why didn't why didn't you say I'm not going to live here unless you get rid of her? Speaking of that, you, you didn't did. Okay, yes. So I did talk about that, and I was like, Gary, I was like, listen, I was like, if it comes down to me or her, mm-hmm. I said I need to know who you're going to choose because I said I can't. I got to have my bags ready to just go because mm-hmm. I can't deal with this. This is too much for me, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like you. He's like, notice I didn't hesitate. He's like, you're staying in my life. Mm-hmm. He's like, she would go. And so she did? She did go. And Gary booted her and was like, you ain't ever coming. Don't come back here. Okay. Don't come back here. I don't want you here. And my brother, my little, my younger brother was nice enough to help pack her stuff. <laughs> and they were in the garage and Gary's like, I don't ever want you here. You're not welcome here. To her. Don't even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But one night, uh, hold on. Mm-hmm. One night she was drunk. Okay. Yeah. And it was crazy. And our windows are like higher than this roof. Our windows that we had. Okay. So it was like lightning one night in the summer. It was weird. I don't know what happened, but it was lightning and she thought it was paparazzi. You know how people are when they get inebriated. Okay. This was before she got the boot out of the house. Yes. Before she got the boot. She thought the lightning was people trying to take pictures. Right. Yeah. This is before she got the (laughs) boot. Okay. So anyway, she's drinking obviously. And Mm. Gary and I are getting ready. Well, Gary and I are getting ready to go to bed. And I just said, look. You're kind of over, and I said you're overreacting a little bit in a nice way. I wasn't rude to her. I was always very respectful to this woman, always. Didn't have an issue with her until now, okay? Anyway, so, um, <laughs> I know it's funny, but, yeah, you know. Until right now. Anyway, so <laughs> until she. Until I came to Gracie's today, I thought we were well, best friends. no, she I'm just. just teasing. She just completely ruined my life at that point, you know. So, um, anyway, we're going up the stairs, and Gary was first to go up. And then I'm the second, and she spit her beer on me. Yeah, well. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. No. I went upstairs. I locked the door, and I said, Gary, she had just spit alcohol on me. He's like, she did what? She comes hauling up the stairs, banging on the door. Gary's like, I have nothing to say to you. He was pissed off. He wasn't happy about this woman. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I said, Gary, you know me. I wouldn't lie to you. I said, you know, her drinking is bad. I said, you know, her, I said, you know, her smoking her, you know, cigars and Uh her marijuana is bad for you. I said, you are unhealthy. So is she out of there now? Then she's out of there. She's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we would be in hotels. Mm -hmm. We were in a hotel one time and this is before he ever changed his phone number. And she calls him at two in the morning singing drunk to him. Mm. I was like, Gary, you need to change your phone number. She got a problem. Uh, so, uh, So when did you get married? To Gary. I got married on my birthday, August 28th of 2000 and, hold on. Hmm. I can't even do the math here. I can't even do the math. Well, it doesn't matter. I was 22. Okay. okay. So you, so you get, he, he asked. It uh, does matter because then people are like, this woman's crazy. She can't even remember her numbers. Yes. How, uh, how did he, uh, how did he ask you to marry him? Um, it was actually a funny story. People thought I was hoping that for I, that. <laughs> people actually thought that I proposed, proposed to him. Uh-huh. So when he was in the hospital for that three months, mm-hmm. let's backtrack, for that parathyroidectomy. And you're not married at that time. Nope. I was 21. You're I was in the hospital, and I went to Vegas. And you were just You can't not go to Vegas on your 21st birthday, okay? No. Oh, wait. No, wait. Huh? No, wait. So you're taking care of Gary, going to the hospital and making sure everything's okay. Right. But except for a trip you took to Las Vegas. Right. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So my family was there. It was so much fun. Yeah. We had a blast, okay? And you came back and so then I went he to was Tiffany's. still in the hospital. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I went to Tiffany & Company. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's a high-end yeah. jewelry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I was there buying a ring and I told my sister, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to buy Gary a ring. 
I was like, this situation literally scared the freaking bejesus out of me. Mm -hmm. I said, I need to buy him something. Mm -hmm. So I got him a ring and he had a trach, tracheotomy, so Mm -hmm. he couldn't talk. So I brought it back to him and I was like, hey, look, this situation really scared me. I thought you died. And I said, I love you so much. And so he pretty much thought that I proposed to him and he chose the date. Mm -hmm. So it was 2007. I married him. Okay. Now, can I, I'm going to ask you an indelicate question. That uh, it uh, comes up, uh, as you said, you were at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an expensive place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you weren't working anywhere. No. How, where did you get the money? Um, to uh, Well, Gary and I, we shared his money. And okay. he was the kind of guy that whatever's mine is yours okay. and whatever. That's... And even though we weren't married. Mm-hmm. So I'm not somebody that can go buy a three carat gold ring, obviously. So his ring was like 1500 mm-hmm. Just a simple ring, okay? Mm-hmm. Just something that was a thoughtful gift to let him know that I love him and I'm sure. so sorry for the sweet. crap he went through. It's very nice. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. And I appreciate your being honest about that, that you, right. you were with Gary and he had some money. Right. Not a wealthy man by any means. But I mean, he obviously had a good amount of money when I met him. He still was working. He bought my car, and he almost paid it off. He and paid- that's, you told me the other day it's the car you still have, right? Yes, yeah. and it's right there behind you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go check it out. When we- <laughs> Maybe we'll take we'll take a picture of that too car. Pretty. It's not too pretty right now in yeah, the interior. She's just falling yeah. apart, but she still it's works great. It's an old great. car. Well, we'll take a picture of it and post it on the... Without, we won't reveal your license plate number or anything. But, you can. It's uh, bugging off. It's a specialized plate. Bugging so. off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So anyway, he was he was pretty well off when I met him because he bought me the car. He put 17500 on it. It was pretty much 23000 mm-hmm. I paid it in two years. I was 25. What kind of cool. car is that? It's a Volkswagen Beetle, oh. and it's not, a, it's not a, um, what am I saying? I can't even say. Turbo. He right. wouldn't let me get Turbo. <laughs> but I got everything that I wanted on it, and guess what? What? I could have been, like, freaking prima donna and been like, I want a freaking Mercedes. I want a Beamer. I want this. I want that. No, I just chose a Beetle. Mm-hmm. He let me choose. He was like, you can choose any car you want, and I chose the Beetle. So you take the, uh, you take the car... I take the uh, ring back to uh, the hospital, and and you and as, so then that was kind of your proposal to him, right? And he but said, yeah. he surprised me, yes, with the whole wedding thing. I didn't know what he was going to do. What's what was the whole wedding thing? But hold on, we got to talk about the hospital real quick. <laughs> okay. So the nurses lied to me. They treated me like freaking crap. Okay, mm-hmm. they treated me like scum on the bottom of their shoe. No joke. They lied to me. They said Anna wasn't involved with this. Okay. She was on his healthcare directive at this time. And so was this other guy. I love him. He was so amazing. He worked at the train, the hobby store when Gary would go back to California. His name's Nick Baroni. Mm-hmm. Very good guy. Very good guy. And I will call him out because he's amazing. And he's just been so awesome to me. And he could have fought too in court with Anna because he was on that will, which hold on. <clears throat> crappy attorney was supposed to revise our will he didn't like me either i'm mm. like okay these people don't like me because what did i do i cared about gary genuinely so hold on so gary got mad yeah. when i told him that the nurses lied to me because mm-hmm. they told me they were trying to call anna she wasn't involved they couldn't get a hold of her he was not happy mm-hmm. when he found out and he was like give me some paper like you know pointing to give him paper and a pen mm-hmm. so he changed the healthcare directive for me Put, put so your gonna, name on it. Right. And so we're actually going to have to talk about that subject yeah, when know. he passed away. I know. Because a lot of people yeah. 
So, so, so uh, he he amended his will uh, with a or a health care directive with the U would be uh, have the responsibility of saying whether or not he. You know, if if it came to an end of life situation, yeah, because he trusted me, a and, and b, sure. I was there, and mm-hmm. none of those people were there, yeah. and he didn't want Anna in his life, obviously. So, uh, Gary, uh, I read little bits and snippets uh, uh, about stuff that he'd put in his will, um, and uh, I, I didn't write it down, but he he had some really bleak, sad things that he said in his will. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I uh, I I don't want to. Uh, I I want to just be laid to rest where nobody will ever and nobody will ever see or hear me again. And uh, you know, just re- he, there were a couple of the things that are on his. Take a drink of water, my love. I don't know if it's that garlic on there or what. I don't either. Uh, but uh, he, you know, that 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 were very sad. You know, he had right. some. He had a grim, sad view. Of life, and there were a couple of statements in his will. I don't want anybody uh, to mourn me. I don't want anybody around. I just want to be too bad. Yeah, but you, too but the, you, you know what I'm talking about. He, too bad though. There was some of that stuff in there. Too bad. Yeah. So uh, hold on, I'll tell you why. Too bad. Pisses okay. me off. Third party attorney before Anna ever was appointed mm-hmm. guardian. What everyone? Not guardian. What do you call it? Uh, Attorney uh, executor. Or, yeah, uh, whatever, right? Yeah. Guardian. I should say guardian of the whatever, mm-hmm. his estate, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, guess what? What? She disrespected that will. And the third-party attorney was pissed because she didn't get permission to do this whole fabulous wake ceremony mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. You need to look that up. Well, I did. I did look that up. And that's part, that was part because then they mentioned that he had said in his I would never disrespect in his will, that he man didn't like want, that. He didn't want to. He didn't want that. He didn't want to wake. He didn't want anything like that. He didn't want people around crying or mourning for him. Uh, he just he said, "I just want to be. If I die, just just you know, cremate me, and that's it. Well, yeah. be, be done with it." Yeah. Uh, didn't want a ceremony. Uh, so so uh, you uh, you and Gary. Uh, so the third party married. attorney was not happy about that yeah. because she didn't get permission, and he didn't even like her okay. anyway. Okay. He was well, like, "She's okay. crazy." All right. Hold on. <clears throat> Hold on. <laughs> I want to tell you why he thinks uh, she's crazy. Well, uh, we'll we can you can in a minute. But you so you got married. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what uh, again? Uh, uh, and you were not married very long. Yeah. How long? A year? Not even a year. Yeah. You got divorced. You you were fighting. I wanted it. So it's on me. Why why did you want it? You guys were fighting. He was filming a movie called Mascot versus Midgets. In Mark Cuban's house in Texas. And he wanted me to go for a month and a half. And I said, no. Mm -hmm. And he treated me like freaking crap. Because I had to take care of the bills, honey. I have dachshunds I had to take care of. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. I am a person where I'm like, I got to take care of it. I got to have things in order. Okay? Yeah. Now, Gary and I would be good enough to pay our mortgage three months ahead. We were always very good about uh-huh. doing that because yeah. it's like if something happens and Gary was always very smart because he's like, you know, if, if if something happens where I go to the hospital or I have to have surgery and it's going to be a while, I want to make sure that things are paid up. Okay. <clears throat> so okay. Mm-hmm. with that being said, um, you guys are making me lose my train of thought here. Oh, that's a, listen, I don't mean to. Uh, and Well, but as, as you're trying to gather your train of thought, I looked up the episode of a molestation. 
of different strokes. It was way back. Is that then. what you've been doing over there? No, I. Some people are texting me also, wanting things I that I can't do. So I have baby uh, brain. I but hate but it. the 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 episode was called the Bicycle Man, and the uh, uh, person who mol- uh, molested Arnold and a friend of his, the Bicycle Man, was played by Gordon Jump, who was uh, on WKRP in Cincinnati, the Bumbling Boss. On WKRP in Cincinnati, but a well, but a very well-known oh, uh, oh. LDS actor. He's Mormon guy. Okay, so okay. where were we at before? So, that? so you're talking about being disrespected by he, you guys were fighting. You wouldn't go to Texas fighting. to Mark Cuban's okay, house, right? Why didn't so you, you want to? Oh, that's right, the Dobsons. So, yeah, I wanted to be home, taking care of. You're a homebody. You said that earlier, right? Exactly. Well, I'm a homebody, but I like to get out and meet people too. It's not that I'm just a homebody, but I have my kids now. So, and. You know, Gary kind of got me into kind of being a hermit because, honestly, you can't really trust people when you are in this kind of industry. Sure. Sorry, I don't care who you are. You really cannot trust a lot of people unless they're in your inner circle of your family yeah. or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that was really hard. So I didn't want to go there. So he would call me just complaining and griping. And it was my fault why he had to go down there. And I just had enough of his crap. And I'm like, I want a divorce. He didn't want a divorce. He didn't. <clears throat> He didn't because you guys went on a TV show called Divorce Court, Divorce Something. We did that right after we got married, yeah. And it was right actually, after you got married. I thought yeah, it was. And it was an episode to get us so we wouldn't have to get divorced. It was more of actually a counseling show. You were, so people you were having a little bit of trouble. That. Because I think on the show, he was laying out all the reasons why you guys shouldn't get divorced. He didn't want to get divorced. Am I right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, every couple argues, you know, and of course you're going to say stuff when you're on camera. That's a lot of people are going to see. And you know what? People are going to see that you're real. They're going to see that you're authentic. They're going to go, you know what? They actually do argue. This is not Mm -hmm. just for camera's sake. I mean, Gary and I are real people. We don't sugarcoat anything. If we're pissed off at each other, we're going to let you know about it. Okay. So, so the, so the, the was was this real? I mean, I got the impression from reading some stuff about it, and I didn't see the episode, but I, I got the impression that it was almost. I mean, it was well. Maybe it's what you're just saying. It, it was, was just real. A counseling. It was real in that Gary was really worried that you guys were going to get a divorce and didn't want to, and he was talking about it, and he thought, "Well, let's do it on a TV show." You no. got paid for it, I assume. No, that wasn't the that wasn't the reason. No? So she. When they found out we got married, they wanted to do the show. Okay. They wanted us on there because he's obviously famous, and they said, oh, we got married, so let's just do this show as more of a counseling-type situation so they don't have to get married, uh, divorced in the future. I see. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. It's called Divorce Court. Uh, right. It's probably – that episode is probably available on YouTube. Everything's if you wanna, somewhere, yeah. yeah if you right. want to see it, uh, see Gary and uh, Shannon Price, our guest here, uh, did you argue on the show, or did, were you nice we, to yeah, each other? We, yeah, were we kind of did, yeah. You know, argued on the show. So uh, uh, you, you get divorced. It was your idea. Uh, he Was he pissed about that? No. No? Yeah, he, uh, he went through said, with okay. it. But you then... But uh, that was my biggest mistake and my biggest regret, and I will... You know, people always say that, you know, you don't want to die with regret, but that is something I have to live with. Well, you... you Again, Shannon, I may may have said this on on the podcast here. Uh, you don't you don't have to regret it, yeah, because it led to your life now, and you're happy, right? So <laughs> you're happy, yeah, right. 
No, you're happy. No, I am happy. You are. But And Gary would have wanted that, you know. Yeah. But that was just a time in my life where I was young and stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in my 20s. I miss my 20s. I really do. I had a lot of fun mm-hmm. in my 20s. Um, but, I think we all miss our 20s. You know, Gary Gary promised me one baby, and he wasn't able to do that because of his health problems. Well, uh, uh, can I ask you about that? About sex? Uh, Gary, in an interview, famously said he was... A, a virgin, right? And uh, uh, and I think this was after your divorce. Mm-hmm. He was in an interview. Said, uh, "No." Do you know somebody who won't wear their seatbelt? Well, if they won't listen to their cars dinging, maybe you should add some of your own. Ding, 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 ding. Go ahead, ding, kids, chime ding, in. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, you on the street, ding, tell this guy to wear a seatbelt. Yep, it's okay to speak up, because you know what? You could save their life. Learn more at buckleupva.com. A message from the Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles. Never have, I've never had sex. I'm a virgin. Right. Not true? Um, I don't like to talk about it a lot. You don't have to go into but, any detail. But um, that mechan- the mechanism did not work because of his dialysis. He couldn't pee. Okay. So to, okay. So, so he, with that being said, he obviously could not. Okay. He erect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so there you go. That answers okay. it. Okay. In a proper manner. Yeah. So, you know. but you had uh, probably had intimate. We did have intimate contact. Yes. 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 All right. Intimacy, other than yeah, that, yes. yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't c- complete the deed, but you you had intimacy, and that's he couldn't complete the deed, but could, yeah, yeah. I'm, when I said you, I mean like I meant the two of you. I together. have three now, honey. Obviously, yeah. you know I yeah, can. You, I'm I'm well aware. I'm, you're a deed. I can. Yeah. You are a deed completer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm, eh, I, again, this it's a it's a sad life in a lot of ways. He had, and maybe hopefully, you know, he had some. And I would assume it sounds as though he had some uh, happiness when he met you and. And ha- I'm just happy yeah. I was able to love him yeah. the way that he deserved to be loved. Yeah. Other than the divorce, okay, we still thought of each other as husband and wife. Well, you, you still that. Kept we made living. up in the end. You kept living together. Right. And you, even after the divorce? Right. Mm-hmm. How, how? Why? Why didn't you just move out? Because we were best friends. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I, he knew that I just made a mistake and... We still loved each other, and I loved him. I loved him genuinely. I would have done anything for that man. We're going to get back together. Well, that's, well, we're, well, I mean, not back together, but we will. Let's get married again. We will get married again. Yeah. You might as well just stay here, and let's get around to it quick. But there was not much time after that uh, before no. he uh, died. And I will tell you why. Um, in 2009, Gary had major heart surgery, okay? His okay. aortic valve was replaced which we all know that's the main artery in your heart okay i didn't know that not a lot of people do okay okay not a lot of people do and that's why i wanted to talk to you and tell and let the world know that welcome to my freaking life okay mm-hmm. let me tell you what i've been through mm-hmm. you can't sit there and say that i'm this piece of crap worthless villain because i'm an ex-wife that doesn't matter. You know what? There are so many people out there that do get remarried to the same mm-hmm. husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, you so, did get, you got painted as a villain. You, uh, you, you, uh. Well, we're talking about the media here, Bill. Come on. Yeah. Well, I know. Somebody, uh, yeah. You, yeah. you, you got, you were, you, you were apparently living in a filthy house, squalor with the, the house was filthy with Gary and, uh, 
Uh, it was, you know, all dogs everywhere and filth and stuff. And uh, that you were painted as a villainous there. Uh, people said, people said, were critical of you. Apparently, there was you took a picture in the uh, operating or in the uh, hospital room mm-hmm. right when Gary died, or mm-hmm. and people were very critical of that. I actually didn't take it. My brother. Some people took it. Some oh. family members took uh, it. And, uh, and you, did you know they were taking it? or? Well, they sent it to my phone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have a few on my phone. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I mean... And there, and that picture got re- released to the media somehow. And, yeah, and I did not get paid for that. So yeah. people are going to sit there and slam me right now. I did not get paid for that. And mm-hmm. that situ- situation was taken care of immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were pissed about... People thought that was in bad taste. And, and let me tell you I'm something. Not, and I'm not judging you here. You understand Let me tell that. you something, yeah. though. Right. And that was my last memory with Gary. That was the last memory I had. Okay. Yeah. Uh, people were cr- t- talk about the nine one one call. Which one? Mine or his? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. The only one I was reading about is when he. This is what led to him dying. Right. Um, Wait. Hold on, Bill. Yeah. We got to talk about the heart surgery. Okay. All okay. Right. All right. Okay. So. Anyway, he had a major heart surgery in two thousand nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. They told him that he was not going to make it a year. Okay, we just lived our lives. We didn't care. He made it six months. Okay. Yeah. So it was six months after the heart surgery mm-hmm. is when and he comes home and he's, uh, uh, I think you were upstairs in um, the house. Well, or- hold on. So he comes home and, you know, it's like my dad and I, we picked him up from the hospital Christmas Eve. Go figure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. We went and got him a gift card. For In-N-Out, he loves In-N-Out Burger. We used to go there all the time in California. Just had major heart surgery. Let's get a big greasy hamburger. Might as well. If you know Gary, he loves food. Okay, he loves food and he loves his trains. Mm -hmm. You put a big plate of food in front of him, that's good. Mm -hmm. He's happy, all right? Yeah, I mean, I'm the What man isn't happy? Listen, I've had some surgeries and always after surgery, I like a crown burger. Oh, you and me are friends for sure, for life. I love crown burger. So, um... Anyway, he's coming home and he's recovering and he's doing really well. And he's actually healthier than me at this point. My health started to deteriorate. What was wrong with you? Um, so I have an inner ear infection. Well, inner ear problem. In- you- Listen to me. I can't even talk. Bill, You're I fine. can't even talk. You're doing fine. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to like, I'm scatterbrained. So I'm trying to think of everything in sync here. Well, and I'm lot. like going all over the place. It's a lot. So I actually had an inner, I have an inner ear problem. Mm-hmm. And I did a test, and the test was hell. I don't wish this on my worst enemy. It is terrible. It's horrible. So I do have an inner ear problem. Um, I had have had two seizures in my life, but it's enough to be medicated. Mm. And then I take Xanax for anxiety. I have anxiety. I don't know why. There is a name for it. Like, I never used to have social anxiety ever until now. And I was seeing a psychiatrist to get the Xanax. Mm-hmm. Um But, and I would talk to her every Mm -hmm. month or whatever, whenever I went in. And so there's an actual term for it. I just don't know the name. So you're, you're not feeling well. You're, and Gary comes home. Right. And were you, uh, you were upstairs or something, but he, he fall, he, he probably, you're not sure because you weren't in the room. So Tuesday. Had a seizure or something and fell and hit his head. Right. Well, I don't know. So, um, when I had my seizure, he was in the other room. He was in the office. 
and I broke my toe. And let me tell you something. This was a bad seizure, okay? Mm-hmm. This was a grand mal. One you had? Mm-hmm. But guess what? What? I had a broken toe, yeah. dehydration, urinary tract infection, mm-hmm. seizure, mm-hmm. and bronchitis all in one. And there was a 911 call for that? Mm, well, obviously there were a million 911 calls. I mean, come on. It's Gary Coleman's house, okay? We had our own comedy, freaking dramatic, whatever. Speaking of that, we were actually doing our own show. I didn't know if you knew that, but mm-hmm. um, our own reality show, which didn't go very well. I mean, you were, I don't you know. were working on it. We're not. We're not that entertaining, okay? You Evidently. were working on it. Yeah, we were working on it. Yeah. So, do you have a producer and all of that? So, uh, kind of. We had a life coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look it up online. What What is it called? I don't, just um, Gary Coleman. Um, I don't know. Hold on a sec. Oh. I'd love, yeah, I'd love to see this. Um, rea- just do reality trailer or something like that. Reality uh, show trailer. Okay. Rea- Gary Coleman reality show trailer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, so Gary comes home and he's doing pretty well. And then Tuesday, okay, our local agent, which is an amazing friend of mine, mm-hmm. she came over on Tuesday with her buddy and we were actually writing a book. You and Gary writing mm-hmm. a book together? It's done. I can't publish it. Why? Anna Gray has the rights to his name. Bitch. I'm trying to work around that. <laughs> I'm trying to work around that to see a literary agent because I don't know exactly what's involved, but I think it's important for people to know how his life well, was. Well, you, you have the book. She doesn't, right? Right. You got it. Right. There's got to be a way. There has to be a way. So, okay, let's get to the... Let's so, get hold on. So, then Tuesday, okay, they come over, and then Wednesday, Wednesday, he has dialysis, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be over five minutes, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So, Dylan, you, you choose the parts we're going to cut. Yeah. No, we're fine. We're fine. Just we're teasing. good. Okay. We're good. Yeah. Okay. People are going to be like, hey. But we do anyway. need to, to kind of... Okay. okay. So, anyway, um, Wednesday, he had dialysis, and he came home, and I knew he was a little kind of not feeling that well, because he mm-hmm. put his oxygen on and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he I, had no kidneys, by the way. He, he, he had one, but it didn't work very well. So he had to have dialysis. Quite yeah, often. right. <laughs> so anyway, um, here's what happened real quick. I guess I'll tell you. So I was in bed. I was pretty much bedridden. I was sick. I didn't feel good. You know, after that seizure, it messed me up, mm-hmm. messed me up because I had bronchitis. I was trying to recover yeah. from all of that, yeah. you know? So anyway, I asked him, I said, and I will never eat this ever again because of it. It made me so freaking sad. So I said, Gary, I said, look, I can go downstairs later. But I said, I'm really hungry. Is there any way you can put some pizza rolls in the microwave? Okay. This is what I want the world to know. I was not downstairs. I did not right. push him. I was in my freaking bed there, sick. See, there had been, you were cleared of any of those allegations. It's exactly. ridiculous. But in the gossip columns and the, you know, the tabloids, it right. was, you know, did Shannon murder her, her husband, Gary, by pushing him down? I wouldn't, people Bill, had seen you argue in public. and I wouldn't be uh, talking to you right now if yeah, that was the case. Honey. That's right. You'd be in jail. And let me tell you, you're exactly right. And I'm glad that you're very smart with this because the police officers actually come to our house before the ambulance do. Right. And here's another thing people didn't know. Gary was very lucid and walked to the ambulance after this happened. He was apparently dizzy and disoriented, fell and hit his head pretty bad. On the 911 call, which you can listen to, it's available in you know public record. Uh, and online people uh, think i'm crazy because it was crazy well, and i well, was frantic you, yeah, yeah and you were at certain points of it you sounded as though you didn't care i can't no i can't go deal with him i can't go do it gary 
put some pressure on it. The, the 911 operator says, tell him to tell you got to put pressure on the wound. And you said, I can't do it. I actually I've, there's too did. much blood. I can't do it. The uh, reason I said I couldn't do it is because I didn't have a towel handy. I had to like mm-hmm. run upstairs mm-hmm. and get a towel. I and, didn't have one on hand. But, you, but know? you were freaked. You were pretty freaked out by all the blood. And I was freaked you know, out. You know. And they told me, look, you because, you know, obviously he woke up and he was disoriented. He didn't know what was going on. So. That's why I was firm with him because I'm like, sit down, mm-hmm. make sure, you know, that you put pressure on your head. Mm-hmm. You got to be kind of firm with people like that because they don't know what's going on. They're going to yeah. want to get up and walk around and then, hello, another accident happens. So, yeah, I mean, you got vilified for that. And then uh, Gary. Well, I'm not going to lie. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a perfect 911 call, but what. Well, you, you tell need me to rehearse what, these. Yeah, yeah, you need to really practice those. <laughs> to and get a script. Them. Exactly, yeah. right? Uh, I so, mean, so, and how would you feel if you saw your wife? Laying in a pool oh of blood, not God. knowing. No, I know. Don't even. Yeah, it would be awful. So the, the, put yourself in my goes shoes, to the honey. hospital, subdural hematoma, and he dies. No. So what happened is um, they had to transfer him to Provo, mm-hmm. which I call Death Valley Hospital anyway. And we didn't talk about we didn't talk about Anna like I wanted to. Okay. So anyway. Um, well, you've 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 so pretty, we you've to, pretty well made it clear that you don't care for her, but you know I. Don't care for her, but let me tell you, these people have basically just, I don't care about them anymore. Like, they've just kind of diminished from my life. I don't think about them. Mm -hmm. They're just nobody to me because you know what? They didn't care about Gary. And guess what? I had the real Gary. She didn't. Well, so So hold on. Shannon, we got. So he goes to Provo. I can't hold on too much. Okay, Okay. but let me finish telling you here. (laughs) Don't you want to hear? Yeah. Okay, so he goes to the hospital in Provo, and then Thursday, they're getting ready to take him to dialysis, okay? Mm hmm. He went into cardiac arrest. Okay. Yeah, I, okay, Shannon, what I'm telling you is we don't need these little tiny details. Oh, but you do. He goes to the hospital, and he then they transfer him to Provo, if that's important, and he dies. Right. He dies in the hospital. Right. He never went home again. Um, and then no. there is a uh, – there's a uh, then you – well, he dies in the hospital because they, he was on life support, and the doctor said he's not going to – he's done. Right, and that's uh, why we, I wanted to give you some detail. Can we unhook him from the machines? And you said yes, but the hospital was trying to get a hold of this Anna person, right? Not at this time. Oh, no. that was a different one. Mm-hmm, that was so, before. So you had a signed piece of paper that said you had the – Oh, yeah, I was on the health care yeah. directive so, right there. So, right. So, oh, right there at the hospital. Yeah. So you said pull the plug. So That's the only fine. reason – no, well, the only reason I'm trying to go into a little bit of detail really quick is because I want people to know – I tried to save his life. I said, can I, you do surgery? Can you uh, drill a hole in his head? Is there think, any way – and they said since he was on heparin, which is a blood thinner, mm-hmm. he would die on the operating yeah, no, table. I, I, okay? I, we believe you, and I think – And I had two doctors tell me yeah. because you heard, Bill – you heard people saying, I authorized, I told them, I forced them. No, no I no, didn't. And you can't do that. There's no way you can no way. force them. No way. I had them. two doctors telling right, me. Right, of course. I, it, it, that, it was ridiculous. It's just the way the tabloids wanted to portray right. it. And it's ridiculous. You can't insist that they pull the plug if the doctors don't want to. Right. And it's it was the, the doctors who have, that, have to come to you and say, we don't think he's going to make it. Uh, you might want to consider well, I went in Thursday mm-hmm. night and I saw that his eyes were dilated. I saw yeah. that he was pretty much gone, Bill. It was this was one of the hardest things I ever went through yeah. because my life went to hell after that. And and uh, we just don't have much time left to talk about all the right. shit that went down after that right. because of because because you keep telling me to hold on. There's just so much involved, <laughs> Bill. But Bill, I'm so I know. excited to talk to you. I, I, I can tell. 
but uh, I, I want to just sort of wrap this up with uh, what I a really in, interesting thing. Um, so there was some questions about the the memorial service, and Anna wanted to have a big memorial service. Right. Uh, there was there was a fight over, and you you said no, 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 and you, you got your wish about that, I think, but you didn't attend the cremation. No. Uh, but it was done privately without a lot of fanfare. I think his adopted parents did it, or no? Um, Anna was the one. Anna that's, did it. Yeah, and she did it. Against his will, you he wanted, didn't want that. You wanted to. You wanted control of the of the of his remains. I did because and I wanted to spread them up in part uh, Brigham City, up where the promontory where, where the, the trains exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to because that was his. Li- he loved yeah. trains. Yeah. Nice. And um, That's very nice. Uh, and you, but but you didn't get control of that for for some reason. Uh, a, a court ruled that uh, you. I was not his. You were um, not his wife, and that there was some common law wife. Yeah, and and there was some question as to. uh, In the the judge said there was some question as to really how well you had treated him, and now you you have made it clear that you that that's not true, and you believe that you treated him very well, but the judge said there was some evidence to the contrary, and that's why he released the body to Anna. Right. Um, Gary was. Gary was cremated. He was he didn't have a lot of money at that time. Seventy five thousand bucks was pretty much his liquid assets, is what yeah. they said. And uh, he he was eventually cremated, and his ashes. That's sort of a mystery to me. You wanted so, at least some of them, so, so you could scatter them at Promontory, and and I think you and were keep quoted some for myself. You were quoted as saying you wanted to put some in a locket. Yeah, and, and right. Work. Did, did you, but you, did you ever get any? No. With the way Anna is, no. Do you no know way. what happened to them? I don't. I know that I was accused, though. If I got the ashes, I would sell them on eBay. Do you see how horrible these people Jeez. treat me I out to be? I don't Do you think see you, how horrible see, these people yeah. are to me? See, eBay, and eBay wouldn't allow it. <laughs> eBay would say, no, 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 you know, you're not doing that. They, they would not. But anyway, the third-party attorney didn't like Anna for another reason because she was trying to get him to pay for the mortgage, pay for the whole house that we lived in so yeah. she could make it like a museum of Gary Coleman. What happened to the house? Did it just go into receivership? Um, no, somebody bought it. A contractor bought it. Um, mm. I was there a little while ago. They didn't do too much to it. They took the dog run out, and they took the fence out in the front. But mm. uh, So is it over? Um, Other than your memories and that that life is all the legal. You, there was some legal wrangling for a while after that, uh, but that is it all. Is is it all over? Um, it depends what you mean by over. I mean, it's over for the fact that Gary wanted me happy, and I'm sure that he wants me happy now. Well, and would, the fact that I have kids and I'm remarried. If if, they, if you believe in there's an afterlife and he's looking down or whatever, then he's probably very happy for you. I do believe that there are guardian angels watching out for all of us. I do believe that. Um, there are so many things that happen in this life and so many people get so blessed, you know, but I think that he wants me happy and he, that's all he cared about. Uh, and, and, but you, I mean, you ended up with a car and that's, is that well, it? Oh yeah. He put the car in my name. He that's didn't want the- his name. He was like, <laughs> I miss his truck though. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. She got the truck too. 
Who, who, who got a truck? Anna. Oh. Anna got his truck. But that's so. it. But he didn't really have any money to leave anybody or yeah. anything like that. But, you know, for a while when I didn't get the ashes, I was really kicking myself for that. I was really upset. I was unhappy. Yeah. And then I thought, you know what? Do I really want to see an urn on my mantle and just cry every day? Mm-hmm. My dad's like, look, you had the real Gary. Anna doesn't have him. Mm-hmm. She never had him, and she never would have him that way. Well, you, you're, you are still fiercely, she is still, you're, you know, so that's, that's a, you know what I sense is, is that you're not, uh, that it is over except for you have that, that kind of bitterness towards Anna. Right. Uh, well, I do because I don't know how she can wake up and look in the mirror and live with herself for how horrible she is. And do you have any idea what's be. become of her? I don't. You don't, I don't. Do you care? Um, <laughs> all I know is that she's living in Oregon somewhere. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I don't really care about her as fact for the fact that I am bitter towards her. I'm actually bitter towards all of those people yeah. that have been crappy in Gary's life. Todd, his, his, our, Todd um, Bridges, mm-hmm, our actor. lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, Gary's previous agents. Um, why? Just cause they said nasty things about you that, but they were well, never here for Gary for well, help. His help. Yeah, they were never well, here. Screw him. <laughs> screw him. Do you have anything of his left besides the car? I mean, possessions, but photographs, I assume I or? do. I have a bunch of autograph photos of him, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, any little knickknacks or trains? Um, what happened to the trains, you know? You know what? After he did that entertainment, was it Inside Edition? Yeah, Inside that Edition. Last, that, yeah, that the last, yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually went and bought me like a train. You still have it? No. I don't know what happened to it. I was not happy. It's like $400 for a locomotive. Mm. So. It's, a, it's quite a story. But, you know, I want people to know that, you know, I'm happy now. Good. And I'm not this villain. And I'm not this crazy person that people portray me to be i mean i'm remarried i have three kids well if you don't want if you don't want them to think you're crazy hold on <laughs> you're quite out there in a lot of respects um but i'm quite out there for the truth too yeah I'm you're all not, about that you're not crazy it, you know it was, it was nice to talk to you about this we talked oh, to you briefly you. a long time right after his death we talked to you on the phone on the air briefly i think I hope other people think it's a fascinating story. Yeah. Uh, and it's a sad story for your, from your standpoint. Well, from my standpoint, yeah, it's, it's sad because the media twisted a bunch of yeah. things around, and a lot of people are manipulated by and that. It's, and, it's, and it's sad to know that, uh, I mean, really what a – Gary Coleman was only 42 when he died, and he had a really mostly I'm unhappy life and that's just too damn bad you're gonna make me cry bill it's really too bad you're gonna make me cry i'm not trying to you brought him some happiness he apparently was, he was even very... though you argued in public a lot of <laughs> a lot of times you he did was, he was an amazing part of my life and he was an amazing man in my life if i must say All right. shannon thank you thank you i hope you like the uh, uh the french fries here at gracie's thank and, you uh you're uh uh, ni- nice to finally talk to you. Thank you. Sorry I got a little excited, but I well, do. Hold on. I do. Hold on. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Shannon's. That's, Shannon's. that's just my nature. Okay? I, I can tell. You bossed everybody around when you were a kid, didn't you? No. Everybody in your family? No? I was actually really shy. All right. Well, you're not anymore. Not anymore. All right. Uh, Shannon Price, uh, wi- the wi- Gary Coleman's widow, but also... A new woman with a new life. Three beautiful kids and a wonderful husband. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for talking uh, uh, to us about Gary Coleman. Uh, Thank you, Dylan Allred, for producing this show. Uh, Thank you to uh, Gracie's 
Free 26 Southwest Temple uh, for uh, food and giving us a place to record. Uh, thanks to Shane for watching the dogs. <laughs> watching one dog. <laughs> watching the dog who's out in the Volkswagen. And uh, that's the Let's Go Eat show. I'm Bill Allred. Remember, if you're pouring the drinks, always make mine a double. Double.